a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave's X Media. This episode contains mentions of infidelity, conversations about mental health, mentions of drug and other substance abuse, and a very wistful, nostalgic, sort of loving conversation about smoking cigarettes. Some listeners may prefer not to listen to this episode today or at all. We totally understand that and support you. Life is too short to listen to content that makes you feel uncomfortable. Tune back next week for some different subject matter. And take care of yourself. Love you, bestie. I'm Christina Kahn. And I'm Leela Hilton. And this is Burn Before Reading. The podcast about shit, shit, shitterature. We're here to examine the terrible writing we did when we were younger. And talk about other cringy literary topics along the way. Our guest today is Courtney, friend of the podcast. Say hello to the listeners, Courtney. Hello, listener. <laughs> Just one? <laughs> Just the one. <laughs> Just the one. Hopefully. Oh. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney is a longtime friend of me and a less longtime but still longtime friend of Leela. Courtney and I went to college together. She's been on some of my other podcasts and she uh, reads pretty good books and then puts them in my hand. So that's pretty much the foundation of our relationship. Courtney, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you doing? It's been a regular fine two days since I've seen you. I know, and I've missed you the entire time. Like getting withdrawals. What'd you say? I'm getting withdrawals. Oh, I'm not gonna see you for another whole I'm, three days. I heard like something about my draws. Yeah, getting Ooh, my draws. draws. I actually <laughs> am wearing your draws from the uh, from the clothing swap. <laughs> the clothing swap. Oh my god. Which ones? Yes, the, the lavender ones. Okay, well, I'm honored. They were clean, listener. They were clean. They were unused. <laughs> Not that it would have stopped me. <laughs> Sometimes you just put them on your butt and you're like, ah, that, yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah, but then you put it on someone else's butt and then they say, you're like, this oh, is yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my underwear, I have such a fat ass that my underwear needs to reach all the way around and lock <laughs> under the butt cheek. You know what I mean? My ass is less fat, but yeah. I do have a very long butt crack, so it same. compensates. <laughs> what? It's same. Uh, <laughs> we should compare y'all's butts sometime. Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney, tell me, what is the cringiest thing that has happened to you this week? Hmm. I did accidentally turn on my microphone during a meeting, and that was horrifying. What? Oh my God. What did you do? I just look like... Oh, you turned on your camera. Yeah, I turned on my camera. Did I say microphone? Oh, you said microphone. I'm like, what were you just like ripping the bong directly well, into the microphone? no. The camera's worse. The camera's worse. <laughs> Much worse. Yeah. yeah, that does suck. That's mortifying. Yeah. And I was so sorry just that happened to you. sitting all curled up in my blanket, wearing my tank top with no bra. <laughs> so like they walked on a, in on me nude. So that <laughs> I'm was, so sorry that happened to you. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Jump scare for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. During a um, Teams meeting really recently, um, somebody accidentally had, they had their microphone on and they did while what's the CEO was talking like a really, a really big crisp burp, like a really <laughs> clear, resounding burp. And then the CEO was like, um, I'm sorry, did someone have a question? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I guess they didn't know what to say. I don't know oh what you do. Why address that it? That's so funny. Yeah, why address it? I Unless know. you got a joke. If you have a quick, good joke, fine. <laughs> Otherwise, I say don't address it. I would be like, better out than in. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Keeping it rolling. But we were all talking about it in the team's chat. And we're like, who's going to look back at the recording to see who did that? <laughs> doesn't it like um doesn't it say like who's talking or what was it presentation style um it's presentation style gotcha so yeah. it suppresses the the masses it, it, it does and it's, it is necessary when there's hundreds <laughs> of people on your call for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally Leela, what's the cringiest thing that happened to you this week and was it that burp um yeah maybe i should have saved that um recently after a party 
I was, as they say, three sheets to the wind. And uh, I saw my very precious, beautiful cat sitting in the window. And I wanted to run up through the bushes and, and say, hello, you're so beautiful. But oh God. I ran and Jason di- didn't tell me because he didn't remember that there was a trimmed branch sticking out of the ground that was sharpened like a knife somehow. Oh my God. <laughs> and it gouged my leg really deep. And I was like, "Huh, I think I'm bleeding. And then I got inside uh, and there's still like, we're still finding like blood everywhere. So, oh my God, there's good. a, that's like a style of defense. Like, what is that called? But that's oh, like yeah. a thing, that's a thing that armies do to deflect invaders. Yeah. Yeah. Sticks. <laughs> sharp sticks. <laughs> They're sharp sticks. In the dark. Ouch. I'm, I'm just going to say sharp sticks. Like, don't change it. You know, don't change it if it's ain't broken. Cause. <laughs> It was very frightening and unsettling to me, and now I have a big, ugly gash on my leg. So. Well, think how it'll feel to your potential peeping Tom. It'll yeah. keep them away. You need more, you need more oh, sharp sticks. Oh, you're right. <laughs> more that's sharp a, sticks. Yeah, that's a defensive maneuver. Let's Dude, just... put some between you and your <laughs> shitty next-door neighbor's property. Yes. Honestly, it's the azalea bushes. Don't you? Because azaleas are fucking ugly 99% of the year, and it irritates me. But And, um... If he is trespassing, you are not liable. That is true. So yeah, I'll just plant more. That is actually not azaleas. That is actually not true. As I've learned, trying to booby trap my property, um, (laughs) as you do. But wait, really? How do you know that? Because I was considering booby trapping my property, and then I said, "Let me make sure that this is on the up and up per the Virginia state bylaws." Okay, well. Let me tell you why I have this in my head. And this is about to be an extremely depressing story. So I'll do it very quickly. But when I was a kid, my brother's best friend was ATVing um, through the woods. We lived like in the woods and he got he was on an ATV path and um, that like dipped onto someone's private property. And they had installed a chain across the path where there was not one before. And (gasps) he got decapitated and died. Tina, the same fucking thing happened to me. You got decapitated and died? No, not, well, not me, but I, where I grew up in Bumfuck, Virginia, there was a boy who was decapitated or partially decapitated while riding oh, a no. three-wheeler through someone's private, private property. property. Yeah. So they, the, they were not held wow. liable. That's why, so that's why I had that in my head. Wow. Wow, moving the hell on from that. That's some Virginia <laughs> shit. That's some dark yeah, ass hillbilly I'm, Virginia shit. Oh, yeah. I am shooketh. <laughs> Tina, what is the cringiest thing that's happened to you this week? The cringiest thing that happened to me this week is probably that I was playing a board game with my friend Courtney, <laughs> along with her husband Freddie and Anna and my husband Sean. And Sean is so rarely incorrect but he was being really wrong about the way he was approaching like one part of this game and i kept bringing it up to him and he kept not listening Mm -hmm. until we we he was about to ruin it for everyone and i i just started yelling and then it was that kind of like half drunk moment where you're like i'm yelling pretty loud right now at my husband in front of some of our mutual friends can i say tina he deserved it I think he deserved it too, but he does not respond very well. And to that's not—that's not me just being a pal because I'm both of y'all's pal. But um, you did explain it quite concisely several times through. He got mad. He got mad because the laws of the game didn't align with the laws of actual physics in the real world. Yes, okay. and you pointed out that very inconsistency, and uh, uh, you got steamrolled. I will say. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know what? This was actually a brag about how I stood up for myself and my team. <laughs> and she was right. Courtney, what did you bring us today, my friend? Uh, well, at, <laughs> there's no punctuation to it. I'll start with that. Um, but let's no, call start, it... Start with what it is. Yeah. Let's call it a notes app ramblings of an unquiet You did this mind. in notes? Yes, You wrote dude. this with your thumb? I wrote this with my thumb. <laughs> Two Whoa. of them, in fact. Oh, I was You pissed, guys will know buddy. why that's so bananas after she reads it, because it is not short. No, it's not. It's not. Brevity is not a strong suit of mine, as Tina can attest. <laughs> but, man, it's 
bad. Go it's, ahead, show them how bad it is. We'll decide. I couldn't make eye contact with this um, at all for the last, <laughs> let's see, it probably took place in like 2013 or 2014. Yeah, 2013, I think. So in all of that time, this has been buried, buried deep within. And this is the kind of trauma we put our guests through. Is like, well, you you pull it up, bitch, or you can't come on the podcast. You brought me, you brought this up, like, how many times? And I immediately only had one thing that I was like, oh, man. who, buddy. Because this is like a, hmm, it's like a journaling. It's like yeah, a. It's, um, I would call it stream of consciousness. Stream of mm. consciousness. Um. A manic episode, you could call it. Well, my my creative writing teacher used to call them, and I I don't think I would call them this now, but he used to call these kinds of writing pieces like Mad Men. We would do them as like exercises. It's just these like very rambly stream of consciousness. But why don't you read it so the listeners know what what we're working with here? Ooh, buddy. I do urge you to read it with the current punctuation lack of punctuation if yeah, read it as it's written yeah if, it's, if there's a typo read the typo yeah if you can. okay don't correct anything it's probably not a typo because courtney's a little okay. totally it's true man it's gonna be hard not to read this in a voice just go go read it in a voice if you have yeah to. if it happens it happens you're only roasting yourself so by the time i caught you fucking her i had stopped answering calls from my mother i didn't bother to wear a seatbelt. I downed pills as quickly as I could procure them. Your eyebrows are going crazy right now. (laughs) I'm I'm panicking. I love the way the hard, smooth name sounded in my mouth. It reminded me of Latin. (laughs) Save your laughter. Save your laughter. I'm sorry. sorry. Let's Let's do it. When we met, I still fostered a need to piss on every tree. There was a crack in my back. In my back left molar that I refuse to acknowledge. You smelled strange to me, like burnt hair and devotion. I think I think now it was the animal part of my brain raising its hackles. But I ignored it. And I let that smell stain my skin. That smell capitalized for some reason. But the change was skin deep. She does that. She just disappears sometimes. My friends would sigh when I would wander off alone, eyes full of gin and a mouth spitting up screws and nails. I wondered to get away from your earnestness. I've never been good at coping. I relish pain, but I'm so bad at it. So I smother it in opiates and boys with sad faces. Being with you was also painful. <laughs> Standing on top of you was good. People say it takes 30 days to create a habit. People say that. But with you, it was quicker. I was hungry for you almost immediately. I echoed your I love you just to see how it tasted in my mouth. I counted you among my other bad habits. And so I left vacation early to come back to you. On New Year's, we took synthetic acid and drank mimosas in your living room. You laid prone on the couch like a corpse, big scarred hands delicately folded on your chest staring up at the black lights. I stood above you looking into your eyes, tonguing the little hole in my tooth that had replaced the crack. Your eyes sparkled big green and brown. You always seemed to be asking questions I couldn't answer. You stared open mouthed with your eyes searching my face. I wonder if you saw something you could fix. My little porcelain doll, you said as you, <laughs> you said as you stacked my hands and held them tight in your lap. You told me all of the beautiful things you saw on my face. You told me you loved me. For a second, I believed you. We stayed like this for a few weeks. A few weeks. <laughs> Soon after, you soured. You started pruning me back, and I let you just to see what shape I would make. I would lay languid on your bed, eating cinnamon candy until my tongue went numb. (laughs) Temple of the dog got back together, watching you rave and pace, foaming at the mouth. Human beings will create heaven, you said. I was almost too embarrassed to look you in the eyes, but I did. I bet you think that was very profound, I said to the checkered bedspread. 
I met your eyes and waited to see the hurt cross your face. When I moved to leave, I liked to watch the hunger grow in your face, the panic. You would grab my wrist hard enough to bruise. Never leave. I want you always. I wore the marks as a symbol of your unwavering fixation. I was impressed by your obsession. How could people feel things so strongly? And I wanted to feel that hunger, but I couldn't. At least not for you. The hole in my tooth, (laughs) bringing that up again, got big enough that I could fit the tip of my tongue in it. The night I caught you, I walked the crooked stairs to your house, nurturing a drunken rage that often took the place of my apathy. My heart pounded like moss wings, but I swallowed it down violently. I swallowed the hacking cough I had for a month. Still have it. (laughs) I swallowed thick saliva that tasted like menthol cigarettes. I swallowed pain that almost made me gag. I slammed on the front door until the bones of my wrist vibrated. I don't remember who opened it. I shoved my way inside and took broader steps than my legs were made for. The hallway at the top of the stairs was dark, except for a halo of light around your door. I pushed it open, knowing what I would find. I saw your face and shock in your eyes, your dick shriveling up, and her fear. Burn it all, something in me roared. (laughs) And then I only saw red. You always mocked my tiny hands. Doll hands, you would say, (laughs) as you cradled them in your lap, plastering them with kisses and drinking in my face with big doe eyes. He had very big eyes, if you guys couldn't tell. You wanted that part of me that no one could have. Some people only want what is denied to others. I felt my hands grow as big as my father's hand as I connected with the side of your face. God damn, this is long. I beat the disbelief out of you. I beat the shame out of you. And I hit you until I was sure you hated me. Until I could see it in those big, dark eyes. I was vast. I had felt myself aflame. I propelled myself, or no, I propelled with reckless abandon at you, at her, (laughs) at anything that would give me purchase. I tore at your face like a hawk. I understand the look in a predator's eyes now, the displacement. I understand how to use my mouth as a weapon. Or maybe I am more like the lions (laughs) adorning your walls. (laughs) (laughs) a lioness lions lay on rocks and flick at flies with their tails they wait for offerings from lionesses then they take without giving gluttonous and slow you always had a need to impress that was when i knew you were beneath me you bored me as soon as you wanted me you battered me out of the room You shrunk with your dick between your legs behind that door. You yelped at me that we were done. This I knew and did not mind. But I am not to be forgotten. Do not play with sharp, broken things and expect no scars. I could hear her screaming. I tried to turn my words to knives, something I had learned from my father. (laughs) But my throat closed up and my mouth filled with ashes. And to think I had quit smoking for you. I had refused to look at other boys with their soft voices and breath sweet with pot smoke. For you, (laughs) for the idea of something fixed and within reach, I kicked down your door. You held it in the frame as if wood and nails could contain me. I kicked it again. When the door would buckle, I would see blood flowing into your eyes like little rivers. Lots of these words are capitalized for some reason. Capital blood. But I was about to show you the ocean. The second time I got in, I broke against you like a wave. I swirled and whooshed, grabbing everything that I could find to break against you. Glass flew everywhere as I pitched a lamp through your TV. I kicked your bong in two. (laughs) The one we used to start most of our days. I could see little cuts on your shoulders from where I ground you into the wreckage. Little cuts, but much blood. Then I was still. You looked at me in the eyes with fear and anger, like a snake snapping at my feet. But I have sharper teeth. So I bit off your head, tongue still flickering. She stared with the wide, empty eyes. I don't know what that means. But I had filled myself up on you. I stalked downstairs, eyes boring holes in every traitor I crossed. I melted once I was in my car. Here's where it 
Here's where it gets traumatic, guys. <laughs> oh, here. Oh, okay. Right here. Right this moment. On the second day, I had hardened. I took a pregnancy test at the Peninsula Women's Health Clinic a week later. It was Halloween. As I waited in my car, I noticed the frosted-up windshields and the equations we made in the condensation sitting outside the bar. They gave me a little orange frosted sugar cookie while I waited for the results. You need to eat more often, the nurse chided, avoiding my eyes. Your blood sugar is very low. When I left, the sky was just getting dim. During late afternoon, and especially twilight, I think of you. You like to see me in that light, soft and ready to die. But you never knew me. There is nothing soft left in me. I am not twilight. I am 3 a.m. I am stepped on coke and jagged fingernails, shattered teeth and open sores. I am broken glass and a black, black sky. I will swallow you up. That I am good at. Finn. <laughs> so, Leela, I I want to explain to you, this is why in the beginning when I started the show, I ha- envisioned myself doing the theme music like after the reading, because sometimes anything you can say, it's like, uh, no, we just need to take a musical interlude <laughs> yeah. and uh, think about our feelings. Wow. The silence is deafening, you guys. <laughs> is Stepped on Coke a thing? I have a lot of questions, and that's where we're going to start. <laughs> yes. Um, it just means that it's been cut with other drugs, but it's, like, the cool way to say it, oh, you know? Oh. I thought you were trying to say, Okay, okay. I I understand that now. I thought it was, like, I'm, like, fucked up on coke, but, like, some slang I'm I hadn't stepping heard on it. before. Okay, no, no, I got okay. it. You are... I, th- I think maybe if there had been a hyphen in stepped yes. on that would have that could have been clarified. I see. I, uh, for me, I okay. thought it was literally stepped on coke. It was, like, secondhand coke you know nobody's the floor nobody, uh, <laughs> nobody lets their coke fall. well i was about to say nobody lets their coke fall to the ground but people who are really coked out do mm-hmm. <laughs> i probably would have done stepped upon coke stepped oh, yeah. upon <laughs> i'm sure we did in fact um courtney okay who buddy <laughs> Anyone, where to begin okay so um you i <laughs> Tell us what's happening in this story. Like, um, <laughs> what is a context? So you've discovered your partner cheating on you. Yes, I've discovered my partner <laughs> cheating on me, and then I wrote three pages with no grammar and There's barely any pages. punctuation. It's only two. Oh, oh, thank God! <laughs> if you couldn't tell, it's two enormous pages. It is a chunk of text, but, like, here's the crazy thing is people... This is, I think, maybe the longest thing we've covered on this podcast, but I, I was deeply on board by it the whole Me time. Me, too. I, wow. It really yeah. flew by. I I mean, I gotta say, like, your writing style is certainly engaging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd like to think I've gotten better at it. Thank you. You ever, but- read, um, you ever read those books like Crank or whatever? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Y'all are choosing was, a lot of ways to just say no, no, that no, I was no, having no. a manic episode. Like, no, listen. No, listen. listen. Frank, is it Ellen Hopkins? Yeah, you guys know these books, right? It's I knew the movie with um fucking what's his face. These are like legendary, like pre like preteen angst books that are written in like poems. Oh, I've never seen that before. That's not what I thought it was. And I think it's about drugs. So I think the context is important. Yes, dish. Christina and I have known each other a while, quite a while. I claim ownership over some of this cringe because I was present in your life at the time. You were the friend that said, she does (gasps) that. She just disappears sometimes. Tina! Shout out! That that was Shout out! (laughs) I mean, it was like, it was like the amorphous you, you know, it was like all of you kind of were. But you were all fucked up too, so like it it didn't really like, but anyway... The context of this is, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder when I was 17 years old. And I um, have gone through periods of time over the years where I convinced myself that um, I'm not mentally ill. Maybe it's everybody else who's mentally ill. I've heard that as a side effect from other people who have bipolar disorder. It is. It is. I mean, it's a, like, it's a, a thing that happens, but... 
I was young and I was like, my psychiatrist had kind of given me an ultimatum, which was like, he was going to fire me from being a patient, which you have to be a certain level of fucking unstable to be fired from your psychiatrist. He's like, you should go to inpatient treatment. And I was like, no, I can't. I'm too busy. I got school, blah, blah, blah. I was basically like manipulating my doctors into giving me pills. So I was like also kind of abusing drugs at this time. And I just like reading this is like being trapped in my brain again, because now I'm very well medicated. I think you can both attest that I'm for the most part on the up and up. You're pretty steady as the beating drum these days. Yeah. Super steady of, and you know, I could have been that probably at this time, but I thought there was something romantic about being very mentally ill. I think a lot of us did. There's something about, and not to in any way trivialize your mental illness, but I think for me, like, there's something about, and Tina, just like this kind of like urge you get as a teenager and a young, young person to just be different, right? I'm the black sheep. I'm... I, yeah. I'm not like everybody else. No one understands me because I'm I'm just so different, but like also kind of special in a special way. Yeah, and it's like I think it's it's definitely I think a shared experience for a, at least like a lot of probably all different genders, but definitely for women. No, I mean that's very apparent in this. The what did you call it? Uh, like gifted child syndrome. Like yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of that. I mean, I think I've been able to, uh, like, check myself of that as I've gotten older. But, um... Yeah. I mean, you just gotta as you get older. Yeah. But I really wasn't like other girls. I don't know if you guys knew this. Yeah, I could tell, like, though, you... I think you really weren't like other girls, which is good. (laughs) Is this when you lived in that, like, giant house? Where did you live at this point? It is when I lived in that giant house... I lived with seven men on my Is side that, of the duplex. And then the next year we would move in together, or was it an yes. additional year? Correct. We moved in together. Well, no, it was not. I moved in with you guys after I lived with in another girl house. So I lived with all these guys for oh, two, yeah. two years. And then I moved in with some girls. Yeah, I remember those girls. But at the time of this, I was living in this giant fucking duplex. Um, and at this house, you made that cool, or correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you made that cool art on the wall with the paint, col- like color swatches from Home Depot or whatever. I did, I did, I did. Uh, I thought oh, that cute. was so cool at the time. Yeah, that's how I lured you in. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah. Well, she had a party and I was like, well, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> somebody knew somebody. That's how it goes. I lived at a big party house, so... I didn't have to, like, go hunting for friends. They just kind of came through my house, and I was like, <laughs> mine. Yeah, and I'm, I'm still living by that method today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you are too, though. Yeah, you just get a stable. <laughs> get a small stable of very solid friends who are more social than you are, and then you just let them, you let them bring the meat, you know? <laughs> you bring the meat, Tina. Bring the meat. <laughs> Uh, it was crazy back then. That's also when we were becoming friends with Emily. Yes. Who was, is kind of like our third, at least for a while there. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I remember like a lot from this period, maybe because of all of the drinking and drugs. Yeah. Well, this is something <laughs> that like, I don't have memory. I, I didn't like journal. I didn't really like. I refuse to go back and look at texts that long, but I also refuse to get rid of them. So I have all of the texts from that. How on earth do you have texts from that long ago? Where are they stored? I was an early adopter of iCloud. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) This bitch has receipts, everyone. (laughs) Holy shit. Oh, I got fucking receipts. I could get all of you canceled. (laughs) Maybe not Leela. I didn't know her back then, but... I, I can yeah. I, it was a good girl. Yeah, I am. It's mutually assured destruction. Like, I mean, I (laughs) I would never, but... Yeah, it was um, not necessarily, like, it was the best times of my life, but also, well, maybe not the best of my life, but it was 
some very, very good times in my life, but it was also probably the worst part of my life. Yeah. Um, it was like a very good sense of community, but absolutely no money and just like abusing, <laughs> abusing your, your body constantly. Yeah. It was not a good like environment. So, um, as you can probably tell, but this was the last boyfriend that I had before I met my husband. So Aww. who we've been together for like 10 years. Well, 10 and years. He's a good boy. Sure. He's a good, he's a, a soft boy, soft boy. <laughs> but this, we all have very soft, soft, gentle husbands. Yeah. yeah, I think like it's the bisexual way, honestly. Mm-hmm. As mo- I mean, not the only bisexual way, but the sp- a specific bisexual way that we all went. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those, there's something to there's that. There's something around on that spectrum. <laughs> um, I think like something that we've talked about before in this podcast. Um, that I just like to bring up is, uh, I think part of like sometimes the uncomfortable, the uncomfortability factor of having to just face who you were maybe in a part, a time of your life that you're not proud of. It can be like really kind of shocking, but also it, it should be, it should feel like a relief as well because it's just what, it's just such a clear, like, in your face way to show you how much growth has happened. And like, I think this is as somebody who I didn't know you back then, but I know you now. And that girl, I don't know this girl. This is not the girl I know. I see I there's you're very clever and witty. And there's some like kind of funny bits in here. Those ones still sound like you, your voice is still there, but I, I know you as like a wonderful friend and, and Aww. and great person and i think that just goes to show like anybody can be anybody let's see they want to be yeah what's the what's the walt whitman quote go. uh so what if i contradict myself i contain multitudes yeah i I've <laughs> yeah, i love that been 15 different people throughout my life and thankfully i'm not this person anymore courtney what does temple of dog got back together mean is that a band? Uh, Temple of the Dog is a band, yes. Okay, I was Temple hoping so. Temple of the Dog. And, it's a band that Chris Cornell and uh, the other one from Pearl Jam. Hmm. What's his name? You. What's his name? Eddie Vedder. Which one? Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder, yes. They have a band. Um, Don't do names. I can do the them, dog. just so you have to give me a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The so that's events. what that is. I, I'll, I'll, bring one, I'll bring one thing up. I mentioned there's a crack in my tooth. Yes, it's kind of Many like times. a thread throughout the. Yeah, what's happening? It's like a, it's like an <laughs> indicator of your men- mental state is like this crack in your tooth. This is very like um, classic feminist literature, you know, like yeah, the, uh, the losing a grip on I'm your body. Undone. <laughs> yeah, um, one of the best coming of age books I ever read um, was called "Everything's Come Undone," or no, "She's Come Undone." By Wally Lamb, and it's uh, basically everything that I wanted my... Man, that's fucked up to say, because there's, like, some pretty bad shit in there, but it's just so accurate, and of course, like, it was written by a man. (laughs) Like, not to be that way, but one of the best coming-of-age stories of being, like, a (laughs) struggling youth was that book, and then it's, of course, written by a man. So I Respectful. another thought about the tooth. I think um, the tooth. I didn't bring up the what? thing. Oh yeah, what's the, the thing? Tooth? I'm so sorry. <laughs> My train of thought. Bad. Poor. It's bad. Um, <laughs> toot toot. I I would consider that I have pretty good dental health, but I am also a dentophobe, an anti dentite. I hate the dentist. <laughs> I have to be fucked up to go to the dentist. Like, they got to gas me up. It's very aggressive in terms of sensory. It is. Yes, it is. I don't like the sound. I don't like any of that bullshit. So I go as little as I could. I had very good insurance during this time. So I went to the doctor and was like, I got a crack in my tooth. And they were like, all right, this will be very easy to fix. We'll take out your tooth, basically, or whatever the fuck they do for a crown. And they had it made. And then I 
didn't go back for like six months. Ooh. So I let my fucking, again, uh, I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me, but I like let this fucking tooth like fall apart. And then I had to like go to the doctor and be like, hey, I know you've had that prosthetic or whatever the fuck. You're, I've had that crown sitting in a box for like <laughs> six months. So can I get that now? And like, well, your shit's way more fucked up than it was before, but sure. Sure. Oh, my God. I don't know. I couldn't find the time, I guess, <laughs> to go back. I kind of, I, I kind of, like, get that and remember, it, like, uh, at least I, at this time, was very self-destructive, you know? Like, oh, like yeah. every every choice possible made for, like, hedonism and, like, yeah, just pure, like, I'm enjoying my, like, late teens, early 20s, which, like, good on me. But, like, yeah, every move was made in a self-destructive manner. Like, yes. for me, it was, it was like, like, really financial a lot of the time. It was, like, I just, like, could not, like, I was blowing so much money on drugs and booze, and I made $12 an hour. Or, um, also dudes, we, you know, the dudes as well. Just very self-destructive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I like prided myself on being self-destructive. I don't know why. I don't. I don't. I can't I think begin to unpack that. Because it's like a that. bit of like a bit of self-victimizing. At, le- at least that's how I felt yeah. at the time. I'm not no, it, it definitely that. it definitely was like I'm the one kicking myself when I'm down constantly. And but in, in in this though, you have a righteous anger, and that's very fun. Yes, I have a, a righteous rage. Man, it's just really self-aggrandizing and like. If you want to get yourself in the the mind space, maybe just set up a long mirror and then just start like aggressively masturbating to your own picture and maybe Ooh. take some whippets while you're doing that. But like, oh that's is that's how painful this is to read. This is like taller. Goddamn, Courtney. Let me tell you something though, Courtney. Okay, Courtney. We you know. Okay, we lived together in college. Our friendship had a little falling out, just a little whoopsie daisy. Whoopsie daisy. Talk, like, four or five years it's yeah. fine because true friends always come back to each other now we're best friends for years again and everything is as it should be but i want you to know that like this whole time the past like 10 years i've been telling random people yo one time my friend courtney caught her boyfriend cheating on her and she fucking stomped her ass into his room <laughs> and dragged his ass out of bed and fucking ground his weed into the carpet and oh my god <laughs> i remember that story you fucking told me that before i knew court um, it's all coming together now. I've been telling this story like you as like a knight defending her honor yes. this whole time and to like ev- many people. Everybody she's ever told that story to has gone, whoa, what a badass. Yeah, no, <laughs> they've cool. gone like, You're wow. the hero of the story. Yeah. I don't think it's no. a whoa. I think it's a oof. No, Courtney. No, the way I tell it, you're a hero. <laughs> Come on, my oh, storytelling skills are better than that. I think thanks. I've told it on in podcast land before. Maybe I'll go try to find it. <laughs> Surely you have. I'll just listen to every episode of every podcast I've ever been on to try to find it. It uh yeah. I there are parts of it that I am not proud of. I I shouldn't have included her in my rage, but she was a friend of mine. Who I yeah, had known. I mean, that's rough. And she was right there. Like, that's rough. And I didn't get her yeah. anyway. She fell in a crack and that was <laughs> she, the end of You that. just scared the shit out of her. And honestly, I, I think that's good. Like, I think that's solid. Yeah. I, sometimes you need a little humbling. Left the psychological damage, not so much the physical. But again, like, it's so foreign that I'd let someone treat me this way. Yeah. And well, you didn't. That's why you busted up in here. Yeah. I guess. Do you, do you think, like, that the cheating, while, like, obviously absolutely devastating to you at the time, was also excited you a little bit in terms of it giving you the opportunity to use some rage. of your rage in Ooh. a quote-unquote righteous way? Oh, it was always a, a short fuse that I had. Yeah. But the You're way like, that this yeah. went down... Like, my friend was also friends with these people that were roommates with my boyfriend at the time. And they were having a party that I hadn't been informed of. And um, it was because he had invited this other girl with plans to fuck her. And um, I think we were having a party the same night. We were. We were having a party at the same night. So I was at that party. 
yeah. vividly have a memory, and I have a very poor memory of telling Christina and Freddie, my current husband, I think Austin is cheating on me, and I will name him because fuck that little bitch. Well, but, we don't see last names, but you can first name anybody you want. Oh, I first name him. Fuck I don't, you, Austin. Fuck, fuck, fuck you, you, Austin. You can suck my dick. <laughs> Fucking Austins. Never... No, I'm sure you have some nice listeners uh, named I, Austin. I never met a nice one personally. Um, I've met I've met a nice Austin. <laughs> if you're a nice Austin, sound yeah. off in the <laughs> the comment boards. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I showed up because I got the call. Hey, I just saw your boyfriend go upstairs with another girl. And I was like, oh my God, what a good friend to call you in a pinch. Yeah, she was. Like, he didn't, I guess he didn't know she was there. And she was like, just kind of skulking in a corner, like a private eye. Oh my God. You got bitches on the ground. Yeah, I got got bitches on the ground, bitches in there. So I left Christina's party to go investigate. Wait, it was at my house? The party was at your house, yes. The one that you lived in with Freddie, my husband. Oh, that was like two houses, wasn't it? In Colonial Place? Colonial Place, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... Wasn't it like so much earlier than that? No, it was not. Because when I had the memory of telling... the drugs and the drinking. Yeah. It was like 2013. It was very... um, Okay, I believe you. Very specifically. In the winter of 2013. Uh, Party rockers in the house tonight. Party rockers in the house tonight. (laughs) This was a boyfriend of mine who also um, bred snakes... Oh and God, uh, Courtney. <laughs> to go back to go he always had like weird synthetic chemicals like during drugs what the fuck? and i would he'd be like uh, i heard this does this i got it from this fucking chemist and i'd be like mm, i'll give it a whirl um <laughs> give it a give it a, a little whirl a little give a dabble do ya um <laughs> And this was shit where you had to dose it in your fucking nose. Like, Whoa. this was weird, like, sketchy ass fucking shit that could have caused, like, a permanent psychosis in me. But, um, no, he was pretty terrible. He was a Leo, and he was obsessed with being a Leo. Um, he had, like, a lion tattoo. He had uh, a bedspread. You know Joey's a Leo. He doesn't have to be upfront about how much he vibes with it, because he's got that golden mane he does he, he does have a like golden, a mane. golden mane like a, like a simba yeah just a whoo buddy i mean i was no prize myself as you can probably tell but bitch <laughs> i i mean this is the, the ramblings of a psychotic person and yeah but you had that red peacoat and that was really cute <laughs> yeah i did have a red peacoat and you wore it with a black beret and your your knee high like black boots that I was Ooh. cute little yes. cute little Luke. Courtney, can you hold your hands up to the camera? I just need to see if they're like baby doll hands. Uh, hold Are, something. Yeah. Courtney, yeah, yeah do you I need to hold a banana? I need context. <laughs> uh, they're not that small. <laughs> they're kind of small though. Do you do you feel like you have little baby doll hands, Courtney? No. He I think I think I just wanted to be small. Yeah. I'm just a little baby. No, I feel you. I feel you there. And she's so small, um, you could probably pick me up and hold me on your shoulders. You couldn't. Doll doll hands, you would always say, as you cradled them in your lap, plastering them with kisses and drinking in my face with big doe eyes. Can you do a search for eyes? I want to see how many times. Oh. Oh my god, look it's in this 15. page. 15 times. Woo, that's a lot of eyes. <laughs> that's a lot of eyes. Okay, first of all, hold on. This is fun. Let's look up other stuff. What about okay, doe so. eyes? Because I feel like that was used hold multiple on, on. times. 15. I think. <laughs> hold on. Oh, and I did that backwards. You can times 100, I think, or something. Uh, 1% of all words wow. <laughs> are the word eyes. Wow. That was some That was some pretty good math there, Tina. I'll Thanks, I'm good at percentages. I was Uh-oh. really into That's eyes. The end of the list. <laughs> Must have been all the synthetic chemicals. Yeah. I'm- That's very funny. Okay, so I think you only said doe eyes once, maybe absolute maximum twice. Okay. Just the one. Once. Oof. Saved by the bell on that one. 
Corny, does it come for you to know that I don't remember this dude? Not even a little bit, not even at all. Yeah, and he was such a fucking idiot, man. Like, the dumbest person by far I've ever dated, which is saying something. But, man, just a fucking dolt. Dolt, what a word. Fucking troglodyte. I smoked cigarettes a lot, and I smoked cigarettes when I started dating this person. And at one point, because um, quite obviously from this reading, you can tell it was a tumultuous time in our relationship. Yeah, um, I did pick up on some of that. You picked up a little bit on that. <laughs> but he took a lit cigarette out of my mouth, and this is... Cigarettes were so expensive, oh. and I was so poor. Some days I would re- I would choose to smoke and not eat because I needed cigarettes that bad. I feel you. And he took a lit cigarette out of my mouth, and he broke it in half, and he threw it in my face. Flicked it in my face. I would have sla- slapped a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And I was like... I smoked at the- we all smoked there. at this time. It was, like, very, 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 very cultural in our friend group. Like, every single one of us smoked. Yeah, it was, like, a fucking back of house at a, a, a restaurant. Like, everyone smoked. If you didn't smoke, you had to stand outside in the smoker circle for, like, 90% of a party mm. and just kind of be in the cigarette smoke. Yeah. yeah, you're either smoking or not smoking, but you're st- standing around like you're smoking a cigarette. So. Yeah. Um, I met a lot of friends through cigarettes in those years, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what you smoked mostly? I smoked mostly. Do you remember what I smoked mostly? Because um, I think I remember what you smoked mostly. Okay, let's guess. <laughs> All right. I think yours was Marlboro Golds. No, I never smoked Marlboro Golds, but I, I smoked 27s at this time. Okay. Um, I think you smoked Camel Crushes. No, I smoked them on occasion, but okay. I my primary cigarette was a Maverick Red 100. Ew, how could I not remember the fucking Maverick Reds? I'm disappointed <laughs> in myself. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty bad. That's it's nasty, y'all. It's like slightly a 20, better. A 27 is a classy fucking cigarette, like an every man's like, like mature, sophisticated cigarette. Well, 100s are long. So, so I like that. I like a long wow. cigarette. I'm gonna so have can... to put a big fucking fat nicotine trigger warning at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, <this> one. <laughs> triggering you. If you're on the edge, don't listen to this. But I don't smoke anymore, and neither do you, and neither do pretty right, much any of our friends. It's so much better, but I did romanticize it so hard for so long, and to this day, I smoke weed like flour because I really just do love smoking. Like I love it as an action. Can't explain yeah. it, man. I it's like an oral well. fixation. I always got to be like talking, drinking, smoking. I like talking, it too. Drinking, smoking, sucking, sucking dick. You know, like I got to be doing eating something with it. Yeah. Eating, yes. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Where are we? <laughs> I feel like I brought you guys down. No, this has been a wonderful yeah. conversation. I was absolutely transfixed by, the, by your reading as well. I feel like I showed you guys my dick or something like my dick. <laughs> oh, I don't that's have, what this but... show's about. Ooh, ooh. Come show us your dick. Ooh, search how many times dick was used in here. Oh, dick was in here a lot. It was only two. Wow, that is. D- it just have... has a lot of impact. It dick. does. Dick, tri- dick shriveling up in fear, and then um, you you're shrunk. You shrunk with your dick between your legs behind that door. And those are both fear reactions. Very visceral. <laughs> yeah. There's a real predator, <laughs> real predator prey theme to this last bit. Yeah. It's so fun. It's like so fun. Guys, really I did a metaphor. I like. Uh, and a simile. I like. I kind of want to see the movie. Do you know what I mean? Like. Mm, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Okay. Who would we cast as Courtney? Courtney. <laughs> no, we can't do this too real. It'd have no, to be do somebody. It, do it. <laughs> to cast on, Courtney please. as Courtney. We can't afford anyone else, so f- <laughs> fine. You can be yourself in our movie. <laughs> okay. Honestly, I don't even know if we can't afford you. So Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably I don't not. even get out of bed for less than two hundred dollars. We'll have to like dub all your lines. <laughs> It'll That's be not me. true. <laughs> like $150, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Wow. 
Uh, Stop so looking at it. Delete it. Delete it immediately. <laughs> nope. It's in the vault. Burn it. It's in the vault. <laughs> the burn it all. Uh, peak Game of Thrones <laughs> time. Love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Game of Thrones. And I, I'm a huge fucking Game of Thrones nerd, but burn it all. Yeah, 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 totally. yeah. I was, yeah. I was eating, sleeping, drinking Game of Thrones at this time. Mm-hmm. I have, like, all this embarrassing Game of Thrones, like, decor around my house. I, like, can't believe that what? I still I have. Noticed. It's, like, tasteful, but it's, like, three, <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, three dragon eggs, and they look exactly like her three eggs that are candles. Oh, yeah, no, those are cool, though. They're cool. And then, like, I had a couple quote things up, but I took those down. Winter is coming. <laughs> I had, like, a, um, a mug True. that said, um... It was a Jon Snow mug, like, in the beginning of Game of Thrones. And it said, like, um, crows before hoes. But, oh. but then I, I didn't no. like it anymore. I was like, no, hoes before crows. Hoes before crows. Did you read <laughs> the books? No. no I couldn't. Didn't. You're not going to. <laughs> I it's thought about good. it before. I think Jason's listened to one of them on audiobook, which is a yeah. commitment. They're very, they're way too much. Yeah. I, I only read them because I was lifeguarding and I was reading literally like 60 hours. Yeah. How dare you? I, I will not stand for this slander. George R. R. Martin <laughs> has given up on himself, but. Yeah, that's for sure. And for sure, Game of Thrones. I mean, or Song of Ice and Fire. Like, I used to be on the subreddit, very active on the Song of Ice and Fire subreddit. And then in 2016. I was like, oh, no, 2017, maybe. I was like, next book, gotta be coming out. No. Never. No, the next book did not why come out. Why would he do that? I can't have this conversation again. It's, <laughs> why it's he, never gonna why happen. Why would he touch it now? Yeah, I mean, I'm so depressed now. Why did you have to bring up Game <laughs> of Thrones? This wasn't depressing. <laughs> Game of Thrones... Yeah, Depressing. Game of Thrones really let me, I think, let us all down as a generation. And it's true. Anyway, um, I, I just keep, um, it's like I, a habit for me to like r- right click on all the things that are underlined for grammar in here. And it's just funny looking at them because I didn't even really notice <laughs> them before. Oh. Like a snake, uh, you said it, you say at twice there, and I didn't even see that. I don't think you did either. Like a snake <laughs> snapping at at my feet. Snapping at at. Snapping at at. Snapping at, at. And yeah. Then, or this one, she stared with the wide, empty eyes. <laughs> she stared with the wide, then the empty eyes. I wonder if this was before, like, spell check on Notes app. Oh, maybe. No, it definitely wasn't. I don't think. It probably. No, maybe it was. I don't know. Well, but nothing here is spelled wrong. It's yeah. just dumb grammar. Yeah, it's pretty... Flawless, actually. You need to eat more often with a comma. The nurse <laughs> chided. No punctuation, unless you have to. Also, yeah. when you say I am stepped on coke, it does not understand what you're trying to say, and and so it, it thinks. Neither did you. It's, Neither it, did it thinks that you're saying like I am a stepped on the coke, because <laughs> it wants you to say I stepped on the coke. Um, Instead. I didn't know that was a, a slang that people were not familiar with that at least were from Norfolk. Okay, I clarified <laughs> that I was familiar with the phrase, but the grammar was bad, and that's why I missed it. And if I remember it. correctly, nah, I won't incriminate you on in the podcast. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was going to say. It's a, I, don't, I don't, oh, I don't, no, I don't. Nah, it's all right. <laughs> Better left unsaid. It's better left unsaid. Um, in the at the end of the day, we're all stepped on coke and jagged fingernails. Yeah, tell yeah. me about it. My nail literally black, black just got. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, this was really intense, and um, it was it was really an emotional journey for me. So i I appreciated it, and I again just want to bring up the tooth like as a brilliant writing. <laughs> Oh. device or whatever it's like plot um, device? it's called What's like it called? a motif I there's think, the guy a motif mm-hmm. a motif not at all heavy-handed i will say i not liked all. it i'm <laughs> really light and airy well no but it, you're not I, I mean you're you're even at your best you're not like a light airy uh you know bubbly bubbly 
rainbow and unicorns person. Like you are who you are in a good way. But that's not who you are. That's why I'm saying there's parts of you that show through here and like a way that I'm like, ah, there she is. I'm not even a an ethereal Galadriel type. It's what you guys are telling me. I'm a little more base than that. I wouldn't say. I don't think I ever. Base. I don't think I ever said you weren't like Galadriel. But now that you brought it up, <laughs> it's being implied. It's being implied. I don't know. I just something about like um a, a kind of girl who just takes her fate into her own hands, even if it's like a bad idea, is like super <laughs> cool. I like that about you, even if there was bad things that happened because of it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I appreciate, again, that I've grown from this position in my life. I would like to hope. And I don't think you guys would be friends with this person in this day and age. No, probably not, just because I, I don't have time. Yeah. yeah. But none, none of us do anymore. You True, know? It's exactly. Like we're, just, we're all over it. Mm-hmm. All right, so, Courtney, I gotta know, what do we think? Is this piece horny, sad, or just Plain bad. It's the opposite of horny. Um, <laughs> hmm. I'm going to say sad with a... Pretty sad. A, a hefty dose of just plain bad. But it's overwhelmingly sad, I would say. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's just plain bad. I think I that the writing yeah. is engaging as hell. Honestly, Leela and I were worried about how long this piece was gonna be but then when you're reading it we were like oh shit this is fucking good and i was like but there's more right yes and i think in the second page personally i feel it like really picks up like (laughs) i that's my personally favorite part of this piece i think this piece is sad in a lot of ways it's not playing bad and i agree that it's not horny it's it's like almost indignant at the thought of horniness or it men. was like men. horny horniness was like a weapon yeah to be yeah yeah wow a cudgel if you will Ooh, i will if you will <laughs> uh tina horny sad just plain bad i think it's mostly sad yeah Mostly sad. I'm sad that my friend felt this way. Yeah. And I'm sad. I'm sad. Uh, I, I mean, know. there was some dramatization. Um, it made sense dramaturgically, <laughs> as Jeremy Strong would say. Some of these decisions, there was some embellishment, obviously, in here. But mostly just uh, stark, naked, like a crab out of its shell. Wow. She's still <laughs> going. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> all right i love it courtney thank you so much for coming on and bringing this to us you had you had frankly a lot of reservations i'm gonna write you out you brought them up many a time and i eventually <laughs> was like courtney are we gonna do it or are we not yeah. gonna do it it's up to you just yes or no and i'm honestly so grateful you did because i just really feel like on this show i i get the opportunity i'm not even i'm not even being funny right now to like see my friends in like different lights and, like, come to understand myself and other people more. You know what I mean? Like, the journeys we've all been on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially our episodes where we're lucky to have a female pr- feminine presence. No, it, do- it does feel like a bit of a girly podcast. I mean, it is. I think our that's definitely our intention. We, it, th- we want this podcast to feel like your notebook from like from eighth or ninth grade or high school where you would like plastered like cut out pictures of celebrities and like uh, like little you know cut out different like big letters from magazines and like glued things mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. like we want it to feel kind of like like a glance back and kind of like a hug and I love when we have we're able to all like really get so vulnerable with each other and just also like learn that even though I think we're all pretty different people, like we've all had a lot of shared experiences and it just feels mm-hmm. good. It feels nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate that, Leela. Yeah. I love you to death. I've not known you. I've known you a few years at this point, so yeah. I've known you, yeah. but I love you. And I wish friends you were there during these times. Who, buddy? You would <laughs> love me. Oh, no. No, you wouldn't have. I think we would have scared Leela in college, honestly. Yeah, she would have. She would have been like, 
another friend of ours named Christina who. Oh no! Oh, she was so sweet. Was like oh, she, she was. was She's so a nice. great, great person. But she had the curliest hair. She did, and she was like, <laughs> I think we. She was a Leela of that time, and we scared uh, her. We scared her away. I don't appreciate that expression. My therapist said not to do that anymore. There's not another Leela, but she was like just a. Well, a what? I always felt diametrically opposed to her because her name was also Christina. Yeah, and I, I did. I do find that. To be and it was spelled the other way. Oh God, yeah, which it was way? Spelled the other way with, with a, a K. K. She's the nicest person I've ever met in the world, but she, she spelled my name wrong. She is. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm a little spicy now, guys. No, no, I know. No, she wasn't college, you. Though, think- she can never be you. Maybe at that time at you would have th- had a similar reaction to her. You're not like her, but I think you would have been. Oh, no. You froze. Really? After all this time? <laughs> Courtney! Courtney, come, come back. back! I mean, we can finish it without her. We literally can. It's true. We can keep going. Well, uh, <laughs> that's it for Bird Before Reading. And until next week, remember, your cringe is part of you. But only a small part of you. This podcast was created by me, Christina Kahn. Hosted and produced by Christina Kahn and me, Leela Hilton. Follow me online at Christina Kahn and pre-order my book, Indie Book Publishing from Start to Finish, coming from Wildling Press in January 2024. After you bought Tina's book, follow me online at Leels for Reels. Our theme music was produced by Sakura Wishes. And our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Follow Michael on Instagram at RoyGDiv or check out his work at wildlingpress.com. Thanks for listening, friends. See you next time. Like Lazarus, I return. (laughs) Wow. We ended the episode while you were gone. Yeah, I figured. Go on without me.